Good evening and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. This is Neil Bailey Harper. I've been taking a series of trips to my hometown of Philadelphia and I want to present you with a conversation which we're going to video in about a month or so, but I want to present you with a conversation I had with my oldest brother, Wayne. I'm Neil Bailey Harper. Yes, you see me now, or you don't. Uh, we're talking family today. And with me is my oldest brother, my oldest sibling, Wayne, Wayne Marshall. And holding the camera, you can't see her, is number three, Weezy. Hi, Weezy. Thank you, Wayne. Listen, I wanted to talk about family, and I wanted to talk about it from the perspective that he saw. It's different when you're the eighth-born child, um, when there's 12 of you. How does it look from the top coming down? Um, we grew up in North Philadelphia, as a lot of you guys know. And the music we're listening to, Francis Albert Sinatra. Uh, this is 1958, Come Fly With Me, which was nominated for Grammy Album of the Year and the first year of the Grammys. And all of this is part of who we are. And yeah, it's, I know you might think it's kind of, how do black guys from North Philadelphia inspire Frank Sinatra? Well, they had nothing to do with color. No. They had to do with class. Basically. So, so I just wanted to ask you about, and there's certainly a lot of things I learned from this guy that I might not, and here's what I learned having kids that helped me understand how I learned. Um, he could tell me everything. It's up to me when I enact it. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, I might not get it till a year later or five years later, but, you know, that's the lessons you learn. Um, I, I learned about when our grandmother passed. I had to, we came to Philadelphia, me and my younger brother Bill came to Philadelphia and Wayne got us up the next morning and said, come with me. And we went with him, of course, and didn't know we were going to the funeral home. At which point in time, we saw my grandma lay arrested and he basically just looked at me and said, y'all need to know this. And we just paid attention to everything. Uh, maybe 15 years later when my wife Lisa's mother died, I knew everything to do. And I remember during the process calling you, right, telling you thanks for that. So I, I just want to know how we, how it looked from where you, where you were, as opposed to where I was. Uh, and just in case you don't know, this is the Marshall Harper Bailey Gardner family. That's all I'm gonna leave with that. In case that book ever gets finished. <laughs> The book tattooed you yeah. right. The book you told me to stop right. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Made a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, you asked me earlier about how from the top, mm -hmm. and I expressed something that you never knew. I said, I, uh, there was resentment. Yeah. Because, yeah. then number one, I was, as a family grew, I had, mom always told me I had to sacrifice me. Right. No, I couldn't have this because someone else had to have something. I, I never would have said, thought about yeah. that. No, I can't have this mm -hmm. because someone else has to have something. Right. See? So, there was resentment, but you never knew about resentment. Never knew about it at all. And I never let that resentment change what I thought about it all. Yeah. You know? But the, I knew the resentment from when we ate that hoggy. Well. <laughs> in the kitchen one time, <laughs> when me and my brother and sister ate a hoggy that he was saving. Yeah. And we didn't think. We didn't think about how special that hoggy was over at that time. Well, we learned. <laughs> we learned. But but those, you know, so from, from the top looking down, those are the things. And then, realize, you know, not realizing that I had to be someone y'all can look up to. Mm -hmm. 
even though I, I was doing it without realizing it. Right. You know, yeah. I was just trying to live my life as I was taught to live. Yeah. See, but back then you were taught to live life a certain way. You know? Yeah. You know, there was restrictions put on how what you did. Yeah. As and by me following those restrictions, I was the role model yeah. that needed to be. But I'll tell you something that you don't know. Well, firstly, this is Frank Sinatra again. Mm -hmm. Fly Me to the Moon, uh, 50, 64, um, from his album, 64, um, Music for Swinging Lovers. Um, when you left the house, I had I looked around and me and Billy were like, okay, <laughs> now what do we do? <laughs> so we had to learn by rote when you left the neighborhood, but it was the best thing because Billy ended up telling me later when I left, Mm -hmm. the college, to go to college, he was scared. Yeah. The day I left. But then that made him leave. Mm -hmm. and, and for you guys to understand, North Philadelphia at that time was not a place that you prospered if you stayed. No. Especially as a male. As a male. So we, we did a lot of... It got, it got me out of the neighborhood. I officially moved uh, January 1969. Because mm. I got out of the service in May of 68. Okay. And I came back home to stay until I got things yeah. together and all this and all that. And I moved to 40th and Pines. And that's and we had that all shared that small room. Yeah. Yeah, and one other time Billy and I got in trouble. The Playboy magazines. We, <laughs> he, we used to prop up the band we had with Cinderbox and Playboy magazine. So it's just, I mean it's just the way you live and the way you learn. But the, the things that help you that you don't that you don't really have to do that. We, we, we up in the room. Yes, 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 yes. What the? Hey, Miss Ellie's on the spit. If you don't smoke, you're in the house. But she didn't tell me that. No. <laughs> so when I walked into the room, what? <laughs> I grabbed it through that window. They got mad. They got very mad. Yeah. I'm changing music again. I almost walked out. <laughs> but I remember this my weed. You know? I remember this my weed, so I can leave. Mom should have told me. I, it got to the point where I could bring my friends home. Uh -huh. In high school, <laughs> no, I had the cool house. Yeah. <laughs> Go to third floor as well. All right, my way, your way. Okay, what's your way? Okay, remember, this is my way. Frank Sinatra, 1968, his favorite Sinatra song. He's got to tell you the story about the shrine too. Okay, yeah, I I started you know liking Frank and everything, and, and I would get I went to several concerts he had in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I saw Frank at, at the uh, in, in Jersey, things like that. Uh, the one place I wanted to see him, never could see him, was at the 500 Club in Atlantic City. Never got there. Yeah, that was the yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't get the same in there. Yeah, with the Latin casino things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got all this stuff from my, you know, I cut up articles and this and that. So now I have a house. I'm mad I got a house. And I wanted a piece of the house to be mine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what did I do? I built me a nice little nook. <laughs> and yep. end up in a shrine to Frank Sinatra. When my and, sons were and, like to eight, oh. ten, and they came to his house, they first time. The way. First time they came to the house, but they walked by this red <laughs> stool, stool, and Wayne told them to kneel. And then they kneeled down to the stool in front of Frank, in front of Frank Sinatra. And there was a little, like, you know, those little Christmas doll things? Yeah. Frank started singing. Yeah. And Frank started singing the same. And they were like, damn, Uncle Wayne, I'm serious about this. He gave them that advice and another piece of advice. I remember seeing them when they were two or three, and I was on the other side of the room. I'm going, no! Wayne was like, okay, very important thing. Here's what you got to remember. 
Y'all can wait drink scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Bill drinks beer. You know, I forgot what he told the library, but that that was kind of crazy. But and you know, it's a passion for things. And we have we are passionate yeah. people. We have a passionate family, so. And you know, the fight music that I love. I'll tell you a song that you wouldn't think that. But I, I engrossed this song with Frank above all others. Oh, really? Which yeah. one is that? The one with my band memory. I am music. Oh, I am and music. I sing a song. I, and sing, I, I write the song. I am music. Yeah. But he says, I am music. And at that time, I mean, look how big Frank was. Mm. You know, I am music. That lyric right That's there. That's the other thread that goes towards. My younger brother Billy had every Barry Manilow album oh. ever. Okay. Ever. He had them all. He had all. I, I am music and I sing the song. I sing the song to the, like, the whole world. Sing. He says, I am music. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a stylist. Yeah. Before stylist was <laughs> He was, a, he was a great, great vocal stylist. And and to me, like you said, he, he went through a lot of different kinds of music. Now, as passionate as we are about Frank Sinatra, which happens to be part of it came from Sid Mark. Sid Mark. old guy in Philadelphia on... WWDB. 95.5. They played Frank Sinatra music from Friday to Sunday. But the other thing we're passionate about, which we celebrated this time for the first year, was the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Winning, winning the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Now, I do remember another thing. On your apartment in 47 Wall, that you right. came running in one day, you were going to the Eagles game, he had his face painted. Green and silver. I went, oh shit. <laughs> I hadn't seen that before. Now, now, here's another thing about the Eagles. And it goes back with me. I played for a team called the Vagabonds in North Philly. The Vagabonds had two teams, they the seniors and the juniors. Yeah. For well, you guys, that's like an AAU yeah. basketball yeah. now. They're yes. local football teams. The Eagles won the championship in 1960. Right. They gave their practice uniforms to the Vagabond Seniors. I didn't seniors. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, there's little things like that. Yeah. Your um, number was, was it 41? No, my number was, now I, I wore number 63. Because that time, you, you just got a jersey. The jersey you, know. you, you just got a jersey. Okay. Now, the funny thing about it, 63 was an ex-Eagle who played a guard and tight end. I right. played tight end for the Vagabond. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. so I compassed it with the Eagles. It was very, it was very true. You know, that was the other thing about growing up in North Philly. You, had, you played sports. Mm -hmm. That was your outlet. You whether you played street ball yeah. or organized ball. Pick up baseball teams. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I was lucky enough to play for the Vagabonds. I played for the Master Street Braves yeah. baseball yeah. team. Yeah. You know, I didn't play organized basketball yeah. in high school. Why were we good enough to play basketball? I never played basketball in high school. I didn't you know, get that. The only person on our block who was good enough to play basketball yeah. was Louis Millhouse. Really? <laughs> hmm. Leonard didn't play Leonard didn't play basketball. No. Nathaniel Arthur didn't play basketball. You know, Leonard was baseball and mm. football, you know. But the only guy who played basketball was Leonard was, was Louis Millhouse, whose family did not let him play sports in high school. Wow. And he would have been a all public in every in every aspect. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, Got exactly. you under my skin. 69. Now, let me ask you this. You're the elder in our family. Right. What does that mean? No, no, no. Elder and, and master. I, I, get, I get up to Steve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got you by two years, right? I get up to Steve. You don't want that title yeah. I get to Steve and say, you're the elder. Get it off of me. Here's the thing. We have a wicked sense of humor in our family. One month in Aquila passed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when my mom and my aunt Edith and my uncle Fernell all died in December. Okay. So Wayne told my Uncle Lillard after my mom passed that he's been giving an eleven month calendar. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I remember one shit like that. He's like, okay, but 11 month calendar. So, but then he goes in November, so it didn't work any out. It didn't work any out. We have we have a longevity in our family. Like a longevity gene. Um, right now, yeah. Grandmother, 104. Yeah, brothers were 99 and 96. Yeah. Um, there are 12 of us, praise God. We're all still here. Youngest is 53, 54 or something. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what, the older you get, the closer you get. You really do. Because a lot of stuff you realize, if you ain't talked about by now, you leave it alone. Yeah. And you move, you move on. He would never tell me shit that I needed to know. No, I, I, I know, always wanted to know, know I always told you what you needed to know, not what you wanted to know. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. So you but, just said, I didn't tell you what you needed to know. But that's like, you, yeah, but you wanted, but that could be apples and oranges. A, an orange to you could be an apple to me. That's right. <laughs> so, but I still never got the information out no, of no. But it didn't hurt. No, it hurt. It See, it hurt then. You thought mm-hmm. it did, but I know See, that. And, and I, I, I tell you, you know, I had some conversations with mommy, and mommy would say, would tell me certain things. As she would tell me certain things, understanding that it shouldn't go any further. Right. Right. You know, it should not go any further. And you know what? But I look back on stuff. As many questions as I had, I do remember we had a safe house. Mm-hmm. We had a clean house. Oh yeah. Oh, one last memory. And we'll talk about this because we're gonna do a part two to this podcast. Yeah. I joined the gang for a week. <laughs> and I came home one night and there were Frank Jones, couple cops and I yeah. and he was there. And I had to fight him. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. I had to fight him in the living room. <laughs> it wasn't fair, he was thirteen years older than me. <laughs> but I got out of the gang. 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 Okay. Yeah. And the thing that got me. Here I am, in second grade, mommy got me out of the neighborhood elementary school. Mm-hmm. We were back, everything was territorial. You went to your neighborhood elementary school, your neighborhood yes, high school. Walk to school. Mommy takes me out of Reynolds mm-hmm. and sends me to Stevens, right? way down. So at the age of seven, I'm riding the bus every day to school. Mm-hmm. Coming back home on the bus. Can't imagine off, that now. Getting yeah. off and walking a block and a half to the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the time of walking the block and after the house, I'm passing other school kids who didn't know me because I didn't go to school. Yeah, yeah, and you live right down the street. We're in the middle of two schools. When I get to junior okay. high school, Hold on. we're coming back to this. We're gonna do a part two of this. Hey, that song's for Billy, our younger brother. It's a long story. That'd be part two. <laughs> All right, cut it off. That was the Talk It Out podcast family. Me and my big brother. Talk to you soon.